Hey, everybody, welcome to the Be Healed podcast, where we are dedicated to helping you receive healing in your body, your mind, and your spirit. I'm your host, Steve Hannett, and I'm the president and founder of Every House, and we've been seeing Jesus Christ heal people for more than 20 years. The Be Healed podcast is filled with interviews, testimonies, and teachings to equip you with a strong biblical understanding of God's promise to heal you. I'm excited about today's topic because it's something I know is going to bring a powerful dimension of healing into your life. It's something that has enabled our ministry to witness people being healed without even laying hands on them. In fact, it's so powerful, it's caused people to be healed right in their seats. What is it? It's worship. To help bring this powerful topic to us today is Rebecca Tikualu, who is the director of Wellsprings Creative, the creative worship ministry of Every House and Abundant Grace Christian Church in New Jersey. Becca's a special servant of God because she is hungry for nothing less than the tangible, manifest presence of God. Now, I want to tell you, there are some professional musicians who are trained in music conservatories, but then there are worshipers. They're musicians, but they're more minstrels, and they're forged in the nail-scarred hands of Jesus. Now, I know you're going to be blessed by listening to her. She has a lot to share, a lot to offer. She bubbles over with the Holy Spirit anointing, and she's going to help us to connect to this powerful release of how to be healed through worship. Becca, so great to have you on the Be Healed podcast. I'm excited. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much. Amen. You know, we've been working together, serving Jesus together and having an awesome run. And I know your story has some really great things that happened in your life and some really difficult things. Could you just share a little bit about how you met Jesus and what your journey's been like? I, I think it's great that they get to know you that that some of your anointing has been forged in a in a bit of fire in your life. I'm very, very blessed because I, I grew up in a family. Um, my parents were pastors and my grandparents as well. So so I have this heritage, you know, so I can't recall a day that I don't know the Lord. It's so saturated in my home, you know, um, they really modeled for me what it means to put Jesus first. They really did. And I think the my earliest memories of being touched by the Holy Spirit, I, I was four years old and it was a baptism. I, I was so overwhelmed by the presence of God. And my mom was actually telling me to pray with her right next to her. So that's when I got touched by the power of the Holy Spirit. I was just crying and crying. And that was the first taste, I believe, of the power of God. Worship was... It was it was so natural to me. It wasn't something that I had to learn. It was more about being in the environment and looking at my parents worshiping God, you know, looking at my parents be in prayer and and singing. And they they both were musicians. Um, So they would lead worship from an instrument. My dad from a guitar, my mom from 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 the keys. So it was natural, something that I just kind of saw. It was just an environment that I was in. And that's just how blessed I am. So I, I really encountered God really, really young, the power of God. And that is something, something lit up inside of me when I tasted that presence, when I tasted the power. I wanted others to encounter the same thing. 
So it that's what happened because I'm like, it's just so wonderful. Jesus is so wonderful. You gotta have him. You gotta meet the Holy Spirit, kind of thing. So 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 it's something that's just kind of been in me, you know, like, hey, meet him. Like it's gonna change your life. So yes. so it I was so young, so I can't really um tell you any formula, you know. Yeah. It is just something that I encountered. <laughs> So, Becca, having been born and raised in Indonesia, you've seen a lot of different worship styles. You've seen uh, conservative worship. You've seen very expressive worship. Uh, we're here now in the 21st century with movements like Hillsong and Elevation, Jesus Culture, Bethel Music. There's so many different kinds of styles and artists that are that are emerging uh, talk with us about how you view these different styles and um, are they important? Is one uh, maybe maybe flowing more with God than others? Uh, uh, are hymns the way to go? Uh, does worship style matter? Okay, so, um, you know, God loves people. He, he created different tongues and different tribes. So I believe any style of music is just going to, it's just going to come up um, wherever, wherever you're from, but the heart of the matter is, is the heart of worship itself, offering to God the type of worship he deserves and the type of worship he's looking for. That's really what's important. It's not so much the style because, you know, like in, in the Bible, in the Psalms, right. It says, Hey, you know, play timbrels and, and, you know, clanging cymbals or whatever it is. Um, we have those today. We have drums today, but we have electric guitars too. You know, uh, we have, um, it doesn't say in the Bible that, you know, go worship God with electric guitars. Um, but back then they don't have that. So it's not so much the style itself. It's, it's the heart of it. It's, it's, it's the function of worship and where it's coming from, because not everyone can worship him in spirit and in truth. So talk with us about what is this worship that moves the heart of God. I, 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 you know, I couldn't agree with you more that God isn't looking for a particular genre of yeah. music, but he is looking for certain ingredients. Talk with us about what those ingredients are. Well, we can go straight to, to the word of God. You know, John 4, Jesus himself, this is Jesus speaking. He said, um, you worship what you do not know. I'm, I'm reading from John 4, chapter, uh, verse 22. He's talking to this woman um, and he's saying, you worship what you do not know. We know what we worship for salvation is of the Jews. But the hour is coming and now is when true worshipers, when the true worshipers will worship the father in spirit and in truth. And the father is seeking such to worship him. And that's pretty explicit right there. The Bible is literally giving us the condition of what the father is seeking and he's seeking it's it's to me it's interesting that he doesn't actually put worship first he puts true worship first before worship there's this identity of a true worshiper from which their function um their purpose is to worship god in spirit and in truth so th that's that's a very um i don't want to say general but that, that's very that's the principle right there the ingredients quote unquote, what the father is seeking is the person first as a true worshiper, then uh, 
someone who will worship him in spirit and in truth. That's a powerful point. So when when people are going to church services or worship conferences, God yeah. is first looking for the worshiper. Worship, true worshipers, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Not, not necessarily the modality of worship, not necessarily yeah. the mode or mm-hmm. the expression of worship. He's looking for that son, for that daughter, yep. Yep. Uh, for the thanksgiving. You know what Absolutely. jumps out to me is in verse 22, part of the ingredient is Jesus said, you worship what you do not know. We know what we worship for salvation is of the Jews. It's carrying this idea that there's revelation of God. Amen. That without revelation, without knowing God, Uh how do you offer that worship that's from his Holy Spirit or that's founded in truth? So it sounds like we really need to know God if we're to worship him properly. Yes. Well, you see, this is where this idea of false worship begins to emerge. It's literally right there in verse 22. They do worship. You know, these people, they worship, but they worship what they do not know. So what do you call that? It's false worship. It's not true worship. So and it's, it's a little scary, right? Like we can claim we know God and we worship him, but do we really know him? And has our worship been really true and authentic? And I. I'd like to think that it's more of a journey that you, you know, you, you meet Jesus, but you don't know everything about Jesus. So, so just like your revelation of God will grow your knowledge of God. And, and Paul says this, you know, he forsakes everything in the past just for the excellence of the knowledge of Jesus Christ. So there's this journey, right. And, and, and a race even. So your worship will eventually grow as well. Because as you grow in knowing God, your worship will grow because you can only worship what you know. How can I worship a God that I do not know? So when I discover him as uh, Jaira, right, as my my provider, and there's different chapters of my life that he introduced me who he is. And, and there are seasons in my life that I really experienced him as, as, as a provider. And there's there's another season of my life, I really experienced as experienced him as a comforter, you know, having, you know, the, the things that I went through and, and my worship, what I offer to God in my secret place with him, right. It's, it, it's, it's, um, the connection that I have because God, I'm really seeing you as a father, you know, I've, I've always known you as, as this person, right. Is this aspect of God. And, and that's when I see my worship to God I don't want to say this different. It's distinct. I think that's the word. It's distinct because I, I'm able to see him a certain way. And the songs that I wrote uh, in that season are different than the ones before. It's like an overflow. That's so powerful. You know, in John chapter eight, Jesus was talking about how to become free. Yeah. And and healing is, I think, in many ways, another way of saying freedom. Yeah, absolutely. When you, become, when you become healed, you become freed. When you become freed, you become healed. And he said Amen. in verse 32 of John chapter 8, he says, And you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. And, and it makes perfect sense that if I'm worshiping God, 
in truth, I'm declaring that truth. I'm releasing that truth. I'm singing about that truth. Maybe I'm reading a a spoken word about truth. Maybe I'm uh, drawing something or creating something or dancing in the revelation of the truth. So it makes sense that if truth sets us free, that Mm -hmm. worship is, is, is like a trigger of, of a gun that Mm -hmm. there's all this potential power that's going to come out of the, out of the, the, the explosion. And somehow that, that worship triggers that, that, that truth, it, it declares it. It's, it's like a prayer to song. And that's really what we get when we get the Psalms. Yep. So I, I, I love, I love this idea that you're, you're worshiping at the level that you understand the father. Yes. Yes, absolutely. There's no other way. There's no other way. And, 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 you know, God, he's so merciful. He's so good. He knows where we are, right? He knows how much we know him and he doesn't force himself. So he doesn't, it's not like he's coming. You must worship me in such a way. It's not like that. It's he introduces himself. And and the Bible says, taste and see that he is good. So he doesn't like overload you with stuff. It's like, hey, come to know me. Like, like, like get to know me a little bit. And and a lot of people feel pressured, right? A lot of people, especially when they come from whatever denomination that practices this, I'm, I'm not naming anything. I experienced it in my life, uh, religion and legalism, you know, and and people would say, worship him, worship him. And and Sometimes it doesn't actually yield the results that you want simply because of the experience that you you have. And all of a sudden you feel like, um, I got to sing a song. I got to do this. I got to do this. I got to do this because of how you've been taught or what you've experienced. But the father isn't like that. Worship is an overflow from him. You know, you, you encounter Jesus, you you see him, how can you not worship him? When you see him, how can you not give thanks, right? When yeah. you when That's you have a, a revelation of the blood, how can you not give thanks? Yeah, worship is overflow. Yeah, absolutely. The idea of healing, therefore, we're going to need to know along this train of thought, we're going to need to know that Jesus is a healer. We're going to need that revelation that he's a healer and that so mm. that we can worship him according to that revelation. Yeah. So that we can experience greater depths of who he is. Mm. You know, I, I, I like just to direct us to this amazing history and get your get your experience. I want, I want you to share a little bit of your experience sure. about this, but I'm going to first look at the scripture. It's from First uh, Samuel. Chapter 16, and uh, it begins in verse 14, and it's it's when um, it describes how the spirit of the Lord departed from Saul, and a distressing spirit from the Lord troubled him. And this was a part of the judgment that King Saul did not follow the Lord, he did not yeah. have a heart for the Lord, and they said, In verse 16, let our master now command your servants who are before you to seek out a man who is a skillful player 
who is a skillful player on the harp. And it shall be that he will play it with his hand when the distressing spirit from God is upon you, and you shall be well. They understood somehow that there was power in pure worship. Mm. And King Saul says to his servants, provide me now a man who can play well and bring him to me. Well, they found David. Yeah. And indeed, it says that he was a man skillful in playing in verse 18. He was a man of valor. He was a man of war. And the Lord was with him. They testified Lord was with David. And in verse 23, it says that whenever the spirit from God was upon Saul, that David would take a harp and play it with his hand. Then Saul would become refreshed and well. And this is the key. The distressing Hmm. spirit would depart from him. Yeah. Becca, we see that in the scriptures in the Old Testament. Tell us what yeah. you've been seeing when you've been leading worship or part of worship. Is this still relevant today? Does that? Oh, my goodness. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, I've seen all kinds of things, even when I was young, even when I was, you know, uh, in my parents' house. I've seen all kinds of things when worship takes place. Um you know, David wasn't singing a song. He was playing. He was just playing right here. There, there weren't even words, right? It's just melody. It was just a melody. Um, well, that, that's for another topic, but that's very deep right there. It's so, so deep because there's a sound. I mean, you talked about it before, the sound within the sound. So um, it blew my mind when you talked about it. I remember years ago, I was like, oh my gosh, what a revelation. But uh, because... We, we seem to put worship in a box. We seem to worship as a song with words, right? This is one example right here that uh, it's beyond just lyrics and melody. There's something here in the heart of David that releases the presence of God, right? I've seen demons manifest during a worship set. I've seen people get healed. I mean, we're not touching them. We're not laying hands on them. And somehow the demons are not comfortable. They can't stay, you know, and, and they begin to manifest and, 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 and no one's touching anybody. And then their shoulder gets healed. You know, they wow. they couldn't lift up their hands and their shoulders get healed. And, and also people, people's hearts have been healed. I'm talking about their soul. So, so um, all kinds of things happen during worship set and, and, and the word hasn't been preached yet. You know, and, and in this case with David, there are literally no words. It's just the melody coming from his heart and his fingers. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's a powerful thing to experience. I want to encourage everybody who's listening right now that you need to be in that kind of worship. Amen. You need to seek out churches and, and, and minstrels, musicians, that the presence of God is manifested. It is going to change your life. Amen. If that tormenting spirit departed from the playing of the harp, it meant that God's essence, God's presence was being released. And I think this is so encouraging. 
when God's light is being released, that which is dark cannot coexist. Amen. So, folks, Becca and I, in the context of ministry, we look at a worship set, not like doing two fast songs and one slow song as some sort of introduction to the main event of preaching. Hmm. We look at that worship time as the ministry of the bride unto the groom. Amen. And we look at that as an opportunity of releasing God so that darkness flees. Come on. And it is so encouraging to see deliverance happening, people getting healed, tears falling from people's eyes, and they didn't even know Jesus. Come on. And I thought they were Christians, and they said, I never experienced that before. Mm. Um, Becca, I know people are waiting for this. Talk with us about the presence of God and and healing. Uh, I keep mm. thinking about Jesus in Luke 5. Yeah. Um, Talk with us about this, because it's more than an experience, right? This is something they, they, they can get. Absolutely. Absolutely. See, it's, you know, the Bible says that, that Jesus was, was healing people. But in Luke 5, it literally says that his, his, his present to heal, his power is present to heal. And the thing about worship it releases the presence of God. Praise and worship releases God himself. And, and, and when God is present, all kinds of things happen. When Jesus shows up, I mean, it's a done deal. It's a done deal. You're sick, you're healed. You, you, you're, you have addictions, those chains will be broken. You know, um, Jesus says in Luke 4, he actually, he says this, he says, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. When you release God, you release all, you release all that. Oh, That's man. what happens when the presence of God, the presence of God is, is present to heal the brokenhearted to set free the captives and those that are oppressed. I mean, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm grateful for, for a miracle of, of someone being healed from cancer. I mean, that's, that's, that's amazing, right? That's great. But when someone's healed um, from a broken heart, when, when they become a new person, when they become a new creation, that's a miracle. You know, they, they used to be oppressed. They used to they used to worship uh, their father, who was the devil. They used to uh, um, be a captive, be bondaged. And all of a sudden, all of a sudden now they experience freedom. They, they taste Jesus. They taste his love. You know, that's that is a miracle in and of itself. And worship can do that. Worship, there's something about worship, releasing the presence of God. And I may not know them, they may not know me, but my job is to present the word. My job is to bring Jesus. And then now it's Jesus encountering them, them encountering Jesus. That's that's really it. That's really it. And and, you know, we've spoken about this before, that we're headed to a whole new realm of worship 
as Amen. we grow in the spirit, that it doesn't even contain a worship service, a Sunday service, no event, but rather the idea of a lifestyle. And Ephesians 5, um, verses 18 and 19, describes this. And uh, you brought this scripture up to me um, where it says to be filled with the Spirit. And, and then it says in verse 19, speaking to one another <laughs> in yes. psalms and hymns right. yep. and spiritual songs. Yep. singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. Heart. This is something that people can do right now in their apartment, in their car, in, in their in, in their closet. Talk with us about this, because I feel like God is showing us through the Apostle Paul that we don't need to be at a worship event. No, we could live in this realm of his presence yes. that heals. Yes, it's 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 I mean, I can be doing the dishes, right? I could be. And and it's just na it's just natural. I know it's supernatural, but it's so natural. I'm just singing. I'm just worshiping. And and the other day, um, um, I woke up to someone actually worshiping and singing, and I'm like, I felt such peace. They were just in the kitchen, and I felt such peace. And I'm listening to them worship, and I felt peace listening to them because they're just washing the dishes. They're just you know. <laughs> putting things together. And I'm like, Oh my gosh. I'm like, I'm feeling that that's what I woke up to. <laughs> it's, 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 that's a lifestyle right there. It's like, like what I was saying earlier, a lot of people put, put worship in a box. And then because of their experience, it seems like I got to go to, um, to a worship set. I got to go to a service in order for me to worship God. No, if you have the spirit of God, you can begin to sing a melody. It doesn't say that only those people who are in tune, only those people who who know how to worship, only uh, who, who knows how to sing, and who, who knows how to play an instrument. No, it's just you, you. If you have the spirit of God, you can open up the Psalms and just begin to sing. And and you know the uh, the Jews, they don't actually read the Psalms; they sing the Psalms. That's actually a, cost, a custom for them. And and uh, you can begin to just lift up this melody it doesn't actually say you need to be able you need to be musical it, it does not say that and it, spirit it this and is truth. A, it's spirit and truth and this is what the father is seeking he's seeking the true worshipers who will worship him in spirit and in truth if you're listening right now i want you to make that decision to be one of them that you will strip away all the distractions and all the things that are unimportant. And you'll come before your heavenly father and say, Lord, I desire to be a true worshiper. We covered a lot here, Becca. We discussed the idea that God is more concerned about the condition of our heart than he is about genre. We discussed this idea that we need revelation of him in order to worship him well, and that that spills over into the realm of healing, that true worship releases his power, that even if you're getting tormented by demonic forces, that, that even true worship is going to cause them to depart. And we saw this idea that, that Jesus said, you know, the, the, the Bible says that the, the presence of the Lord was there, the, 
to heal. And it, it'll run through your mind, your body, your emotions. And, Amen. and like you so eloquently said, it's going to heal your heart. And we've just got to discover this lifestyle of worship that yeah. all of us can access. And so, Becca, I'm going to ask that you pray. Um, there's some really critical things that I know you need to share. And we're going to do another episode, a uh, part two of this, mm. because I don't want anyone to miss um connecting the dots and literally having healing break out. But can you right now pray for the people who are hearing that, that yeah. they will really become those true worshipers to experience his presence and healing power? Amen. Father, Father, we come before you, Lord God, and, and we know this is already what you're seeking you're seeking for true worshipers to worship you in spirit and in truth. Lord, God, we just we just bind right now every pressure, Lord God, every false idea concerning worship. Let it be dismantled in Jesus' name. Every pressure that is not from you upon the people, Lord, this expectation upon the people that is not from you, Lord, we just command it to just fall by the wayside. We speak freedom. We lose freedom upon your people, Lord God, to be able to worship you in spirit and in truth. Abba, Father, I pray for the spirit of God to just move in their hearts, Lord. Move in their hearts, move in their minds and their soul, Lord God, right now in the name of Jesus Christ. Lord, worship is not the idea of men. Worship is supernatural. Lord God, so Holy Spirit, move in their hearts, Father. Reveal yourself who Reveal yourself to them. Let them see. Let them know who you are. Let them taste your goodness, Lord. And let worship just becomes an overflow of that. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. This is the Be Healed Podcast. I'm your host, Steve Hannett. That was Becca Tikualu from Wellsprings Creative talking about this idea of worship. I want you to make sure that you tune in next week. Get this episode. If you haven't already, follow the podcast, share it. Some important things are going to be released for your healing in the next episode as it relates to worship. If you haven't already, we want you to join our online community. Get connected with us and text the word healing to the number 94,000. You'll get a free gift about uh, who we are in Christ, a list of verses. And we want you to know what's coming next with every house and how you can get connected and the events and things that are coming up. So again, text the word healing to 94,000. Becca, thank you so much for being with us today. And we'll look forward to hearing from you next week as we continue to discuss the healing power of worship in our lives. Thank you. Thank you so much, Pastor. Amen. God, God bless. bless. Thank you for listening to the Be Healed podcast today. I'd love to connect with you on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Steve Hannett, and you can get a lot of our latest information and announcements there. Also, would love for you to know about our TV program called The Miraculous Life. It airs on Sid Roth's It's Supernatural Network, also known as ISN. You can go to their website. You can download the app ISN on your phone, and you can listen to it also on our YouTube channel. Just go to youtube.com forward slash Steve Hannett. 
There's amazing teachings and testimonies of God's power healing people and breaking through. Truly, he calls us to live in his grace and peace. Well, until next week, may Jesus Christ lead you, guide you, and establish you in the fullness of his grace and power. Be sure to share this podcast with someone who you know it will bless, and I look forward to talking with you next week. God bless you. Be Healed is a production of Every House, a church network whose mission is to contribute to the work of the Great Commission by reaching the lost, establishing churches, and cultivating leaders throughout the world. If you'd like to give a tax-deductible gift to support this ministry, simply visit our website at stevehannett.com and click the Donate button. We thank you in advance for your prayer and support.